Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Six Degrees of Ebbs podcast. I'm your host, Ebony Nadine, and today we are going to continue discussing The Office. (laughs) But before we get into the nitty gritty, I want to first thank all of you lovely listeners. I cannot thank you enough for all of your support. And I also have to give a shout out to my wonderful followers who not only follow my Six Degrees of Ebbs IG page, but who also show consistent love. Like I truly appreciate y'all to the fullest. Okay, so today I will be giving my rundown of the Beach Games episode of The Office. Okay, so now this is actually the second to last episode of season three, where in my opinion, Pam really shows her true colors and is kind of disrespectful toward Karen and Jim in front of the entire office crew. Okay, so that's, we'll get into more of that later. But before we do, I cannot forget to bring up the topsy-turvy, toxic, and downright terrible relationship between Michael and Jan. Um, So in the episode right before the Beach Games episode, um, Michael is actually... Um, really openly and brutally honest about his relationship with Jan during what was supposed to be a woman's appreciate appreciation outing with the ladies of Dunder Mifflin Scranton. Um, and this outing was actually <laughs> brought on by the fact that Phyllis was flashed in the parking lot, in the office parking lot. Um, but like I said in the last episode, there's just some things about the office that I cannot explain. Like you just have to watch the show for yourself. And this is definitely one of those scenes. So just please watch the show. That's all I want to say. <laughs> but anyway, back to Jan and Michael. So as I mentioned, um, in the previous episode, Michael and Jan, um, have had this little fling going on, like where they, they kissed, um, in the, the parking lot of a Chili's. I, I think I mentioned this in the um, the episode before this one where, you know, they had closed the deal. So they had kissed and, and, and like a celebratory kiss. Um, they, they actually did sleep together. Um, you know, aside from what Michael considered sleeping together when they laid in, in the same bed, but they actually did sleep together. Um, they were, they had even gone on vacation to Jamaica, which is where, um, I mentioned in the previous episode <laughs> where Michael, shared a half-naked photo, photo of Jan um, to the entire organization. But all the while, it seemed to me that Jan was using Michael, right, for, for several reasons, because she, she had her own mess going on. Um, so essentially, I felt like she was using Michael for her sexual pleasures. You know, she, she literally controlled him in the bedroom. And I don't want to get too, you know, R-rated. Um, I'm not, you know, I know, I, I think we have adult listeners here, but just in case if we don't. Um, you know, she was, she was, uh, she was very controlling, um, when it, when it came to their, their most intimate moments and, you know, Michael is, is a free spirit. So I, I felt like he tolerated a lot from Jan, um, and with that respect, but she, she really took advantage of him and, you know, in, in their most intimate private moments. Um, and I felt like she was also using him as a placeholder for something better to come along after her divorce, because, you know, she, she essentially was divorced. Like her, her um, full name was um, Jan Levinson Gould. But when she got divorced, because, you know, I guess she and her husband couldn't agree on whether or not they wanted to have kids. She wanted kids. He didn't. So, you know, it was best that they split, Um, you know, that, that was, that brought on her divorce. So I personally think that she was using Michael as a placeholder for someone who she felt was better to come along. 
Um, and then I, I felt like she was also using him for, you know, for her power. She, she clearly had power over, over him as, as, you know, his boss. Um, and Jan, essentially she's an alpha character. You know what I mean? Like she, she's the one who has to dominate in order to feel important. And, you know, what better way to do that than by sinking her claws into Michael, who essentially falls weak at the knees to any sign of affection. And, you know, that is shown to him. Um, so, you know, she she took advantage of him, essentially. But to me, in my opinion, the kicker is that Michael in, in the, the episode, um, Woman's Appreciation episode, he had finally had enough. Right. He had enough of Jan's toxic and emotionally, you know, drowning behavior. Um, and, you know, he, he decided to listen to Pam, um, and the other ladies and, you know, leave Jan. He, he had decided he, he had had enough of her nonsense. So, but it was funny because Michael actually broke up with Jan over voicemail, um, as Jan was actually walking into his office. (laughs) So that, that was pretty funny. Like he, he like literally said, you know, it's not, he said, it's not me, it's you. Usually it's the other way around where you're trying to like let somebody down, but you don't really want to hurt their feelings. It's like, it's not you, it's me. But he just, (laughs) I don't know whether he meant to say it that way, but he literally said, no, it's not me. It's definitely you. (laughs) Um, So, you know, now I I know all jokes aside, I know that that was hard for Michael to do. Um, But, you know, you kind of symbolically saw him gain back his dignity when he, when he did that, you know, I, I feel like Michael is who he is, but one thing you can't take from him is that he is truly a loving, caring person. And like I said, Jan just took advantage of that. So big up to Michael for standing up for himself. I, I was proud of him. Um, and, you know, and I mean, honestly, this kind of was short lived. So I'm, I'm speaking out of turn in a way because it was short lived because, you know, Michael, you know, did kind of take Jan back after she came to his office and showed that she had breast implants. <laughs> so, it's, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things where she she knew that, you know, she knew how to poke at his his most vulnerable points um, and, and in his most vulnerable state. And, you know, she she knew that a, a physical enhancement would, you know, have him running back to her. So whatever, but that that's their business. Well, we might get into that further in the in the season. We might not, but I, I you know, I might even touch upon it a little bit more because there there is a little bit more to that story that I do want to touch upon. So, but we'll get more into that later. But anyway, um, so I I think I have covered you know the the major highlights. I'm I'm sure that there were little nuances within you know between the the episodes, but I think that was like the the major one. So now let's talk about beach games. Yes, this is a great episode. Um, So essentially, the whole idea behind this episode is that Michael is trying to find someone within the office internally to take his his position as regional manager of Dunder Mifflin Scranton. Um, Now, this, you know, action or this plan was actually um, followed by a phone call that he had received from the CFO, David Wallace, who we... Uh, mentioned in um, a couple episodes ago where Wallace had asked um, that he, that Michael goes and travels to New York for an interview for a position at, at the corporate office in New York. Um, So with this news, you know, Michael (laughs) jumped the gun and had taken it upon himself to organize an office trip to the beach. 
And the way he essentially sells this beach trip to the office folks is that it would be a relaxing day, you know, filled with sun and sand and cool vibes and all that. And that is essentially what got everyone to say, okay, cool, let's go. Like, we don't have to work in the office. Let's do this. <laughs> but little mischievous Michael had other intentions, right? Like, he, he there wasn't going to be a regular day at the beach, and he knew it. Um, so homeboy like had all types of competitions <laughs> planned for them, um, which, you know, with, you know, with his idea would be that that would give Michael a guide to making the decision as to who would be his, his successor, who the, the person who would take his place. Now let, let's just, let's just pause here, right? Because let's, and let's take a step back because essentially Michael was only invited for an interview you know, like there, there was, that was it. That, that was it. There was no job offer extended. There was no salary negotiation phase. There, there was nothing like that. He, you know, Michael didn't even know essentially what the job was. He didn't know what he was going down to interview for, to interview for, excuse me. David Wallace just invited him to come down to, to interview for a job. That was it. But of course, Michael is getting ahead of himself. And trying to fill his position before it's even vacant. Um, so, you know, he he decides to break the news to the office crew while they were on the bus <laughs> going to the to the um, the beach on their way to the beach. Um, so Michael, he, he was smart because he knew that if he had told them that they would be participating in mandatory activities, no one would have gone. Um, and so he so, you know, he was trying to be slick. OK, Mike, I see you trying to be trying to be slick. <laughs> with that respect. Um, okay. So now everyone is at the beach, right? They, they traveled on the bus. They, they were, you know, um, invited to the beach under false pretenses, but whatever, where could they go? They were on the bus. They couldn't go anywhere except to the beach. (laughs) Um, so, you know, they were at the beach They had gotten there and, um, and Michael is now having Jim, Dwight, Andy, and Stanley. So they're, you know, all four of them are like, you know, the, you know, the, the majority of the, the salespeople of the office. Phyllis is also a salesperson. Um, but you know, he, he didn't have her, you know, be the, the leader of, of this, of these activities, activities, excuse me. So he had them, the, the four guys of the, the office pick members for their teams for these competitions. So they were all the leaders and they had them pick, you know, other office members for their competitions to be part of their teams. So <laughs> what was so messed up though. And I, and I know I, I really dragged Pam through the mud, but some, in, this, in most cases she, she deserves it. So I, I can't, I can't be mad, but in this case, I kind of feel bad for her. So Michael kind of made it known that no one could pick Pam, right? He, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to explain why in the, in a few, but he had other intentions for her. So, you know, in essentially we, we know that Pam was, was salty about this because Number one, she knows that she has the most boring job in the office, right? Like essentially all she does is answer phones and supports Michael. And I love Michael, but he doesn't really do any work. <laughs> so he's he lives off the strength of, of his team. So it's not like she's actually doing a job, which is why she has so much time to flirt with, with Jim and cause all this trouble. Okay, so that's number one. Then number two is... She so, you know, I said that I would I would explain why Michael didn't want her to be chosen. And this is actually why. So she um, is tasked to take notes of everyone's character, 
characters. Um, and I'm, I'm assuming that Michael was going to use this um, to make his decision on who he would have to take his job. So she's literally, she has, <laughs> Pam had her like her spiral notebook and she's sitting on the beach in the hot sand and taking notes of, of you know, of her colleagues' characters. Instead of, at, at least, you know, she could have at least participated in some of the games, but he he didn't want her to do that. He had her taking notes. Um, and then the third reason is that, you know, it, it really wasn't a fun day at the beach, right? Like she, she knew up and down, like that wasn't going to be fun for her um, at all, because as I mentioned, she doesn't have the most um, exciting job. So, you know, she, she wasn't, you know, it wasn't likely that she would expect much from her task at the beach. And then the last reason was her not being picked for a team lessens her chance of being on Jim's team, <laughs> which we all know is where she wanted to be, right? Regardless of, you know, how much she wanted to play the games or not, regardless of how much she even wanted to be at the beach or not. She knew that, you know, if, if there was any opportunity for her to be closer to Jim, um, regardless if Karen was there or not, she was going to take that opportunity and run with it. But Michael said, nope, you're not, you know, you can't play. You have to take notes. So that was that. Okay. So we, but we'll, we're going as as we have done in the last what six episodes or five or six episodes I can't even remember at this point. Um, we're we're going to circle back to Pam because she's she's a she's she does something again um, that that needs to be mentioned. So we'll we'll come back to her later. Okay, so now let's dive a little bit into these crazy activities that Michael has has the team doing. Um, so the first one is a spoon on an egg race, which where you know. You have to carry an egg on a spoon. Um, but the, the twist is that the, you know, the, the, the team was blindfolded. Um, and essentially, there was really no clear winner because everyone was either over it. They were like, I'm not doing this. Or they were, you know, playing pranks on each other. Hence, Jim and Karen, because, you know, Jim is the prankster. Um, but the only person I will say <laughs> that was all in it to win it was the white. And there was no surprise there. Anything that Michael, you know, spearheads. It wants to do Mike uh, Dwight is going to be all in it to win it. So that wasn't a, a shock. Right. So now the other um, another contest or activity, if you will, that they that Michael had them doing was a hot dog eating contest. <laughs> and, and this is another another way that I feel bad for Pam. So <laughs> Michael had Pam heat up 800 hot dogs for for this contest and it was, you know, during the activity where Michael revealed that he was actually going to be leaving for a job in New York. Again, nothing was confirmed. It was just an interview that he was invited to. But yet, once again, he's jumping the gun and saying that he's actually going for a job. Like he is he's speaking to the team as if he already has the job, you know, under wraps is is a done deal. But that's not the case. Right. So um, that that was that. And like I said, he had asked Pam to heat up 800 hot dogs for him. And then he took the, he took credit for it, which was crazy to me. But anyway, um, so then, and then the third one was that he had um, the team leader. So as I mentioned, it was uh, Jim, Dwight, Andy and Stanley. Um, the, he had them dress up as sumo wrestlers and <laughs> sumo wrestler outfits and wrestle each other to the ground. And, you know, I. I, something just dawned on me about that because I know, um, and I think I think I mentioned this in the previous episodes, but Dwight and Andy have have butted heads since the merger, right? 
you know, the, the merger happened some, you know, some episodes ago where Andy came along with Karen Filippelli and the others. And, you know, I felt like uh, Dwight's, you know, seat at, you know, in, in, at Michael's table was, was threatened when, when Andy came. So it was like, you know, he, he had to come, you know, compete against, <laughs> against Andy, you know, for, for that number, for that number two spot, for, you know, with, with Michael. Um, so they, they had paired up and were, you know, were kind of like wrestling one another and they, they, he, uh, Dwight and Angela kind of sabotaged Andy and like pushed him in, in the river or in, in the, in the ocean, excuse me, in the ocean actually, um, you know, with, with his sumo wrestler suit on. Um, so, you know, so he couldn't actually get out by himself. So, you know, he, that, that whole thing kind of ignited that, you know, that tension between Andy and Dwight or whatever the case is, but, you know, I had to mention that it, it just dawned on me about that. So I wanted to, to outline that. Um, and now the last, but certainly not least, um, activity was, um, you know, that the, the, the he, Michael wanted the team to walk on hot coals. Okay. And this was something that Michael himself couldn't even do. But once again, of course, Dwight did it, or at least he tried to, because, you know, no one else, you know, wanted, wanted to have Michael's spot more than Dwight. You know, he, I, I don't, I don't think anyone enjoys paper, loves paper, or loves selling paper more than Dwight does. So Dwight was going to, to do anything by, by any means necessary to get that spot, regardless if it meant him burning his feet and falling on the coals and looking a fool, which is what he actually did. <laughs> so that that's that. Um, so anyway, so now let's kind of talk, take a quick break from the activities for a second and talk about the the spiciness, right, of this entire job in New York situation. So as there, you know, there there's always something behind it. So the first thing, right, is that Jim and Karen Filippelli are also invited to interview for this position which Michael's he doesn't know and he only finds out until later in the episode he he found out that Jim was going to interview for the position in New York. He didn't know Karen was going to go, but you know, that that's neither here nor there, but the fact is that you know there were two other folks in the in the office that were going to interview and you know, I th- which is why I keep reiterating that Michael was only invited for an interview. He was not offered any position. So it, it just goes to show, you know, that um, that there, that he, he was he might have been a contender for this position, but he wasn't the, the finalist. He wasn't the top choice, anything like that, because, you know, David Wallace had other people in, in mind for that role. Now, um, you know, for now, for my avid office watchers. Right. The next thing I'm going to say, I know that I'm jumping ahead to the final episode of season three with what I'm about to say. But. The job that Michael and Jim and Karen are interviewing for is actually Jan's job. Okay. Now, (laughs) David Wallace at this point was absolutely fed up with Jan because David Wallace is Jan's boss. You know, he was fed up with, you know, her feeling like she could do whatever she wanted, not showing up to work because she was too busy visiting her boo, Michael in Scranton, because that's what she was doing. Um, homegirl was smoking in her office, totally disre- you know, disengaged from her work that, you know, that he, you know, he, he essentially just wanted her out. You know, he, he, he didn't want any more to do with her. 
So now, of course, Michael doesn't know this, that he's interviewing for his girlfriend's job, because if he did, he probably wouldn't have interviewed for the role. And I'm sure David Wallace knew that Michael would have probably told Jan before David Wallace wanted her to know. So good on David for being, you know, a smart boss and being strategic and playing the game to his benefit. I don't I don't blame him. You know what I mean? If if he wanted someone out and he knew that there was, you know, that there there was someone who could possibly tell her, you know, this unfortunate news before he wanted her to know, I, I would have kept it under under wraps too. So I get it. And oh my goodness, boy, the scene that Jan made when she was told that she was being fired is unfortunately this exactly how I envision President Trump when he has to leave the White House. Like this woman, she was just like, I'm not going. And, you know, it's it's because of my breast implants that you want me out. It was she was just acting so childish. And I, I really see Trump doing that hopefully soon. <laughs> We're not going to get too much into politics, but I, I see him doing that. <laughs> um, but OK, so back to the beach games antics. Right. So. Michael now wants everybody to walk across these fiery hot coals, which no one except for Dwight, as I mentioned, was open to doing it. But surprisingly, Petty Pam ran across the coals like she was running on solid concrete. So I, I don't so I don't know if you guys remember me referencing in episode five that Pam was trying to be more honest and courageous. Um, it was trying to, you know, you know, make her make herself feel and be more liberated. I don't know if you guys remember that. That led her led to her telling Roy that, you know, she and uh, Jim had kissed and he, you know, got all crazy. So that that was what that led to. Um, well, Pam definitely mustered up enough courage to say what was on her mind about how she felt she was treated by the folks in the office and also her true feelings for Jim in front of everybody. So. You know, if, if you've been listening, you know, you, you already know what I'm, how I'm going to start this, this next segment, you know, this next <laughs> section of, of the podcast. And, you know, where, where I say Pam is extremely selfish. She, she doesn't care. Like, she just does not care about anyone but herself. It doesn't matter who's around. She's going to say what's on her mind. It, you know, and that, that comes with, with repercussions that she just doesn't care about. So let's let's get into this, right? Let's get into her little rant. So Pam begins her rant in front of everyone, complaining about how no one showed up for her art show. And I'm, I'm not sure if I mentioned this, but um, and I may have forgotten to, so my apologies. But Pam is an inspiring art, artist, right? Like she's she's good. Like I won't, you know, drag her her artwork through the mud. Like she's actually a really good artist. So she actually had an art show um, displaying her art a few episodes back. So, but the reason why I say that she was being selfish for this, for even mentioning this, is because Michael did actually show up for her art show and was extremely supportive of her work and even offered to, to buy her, her piece that she drew of the office building. So why didn't she mention that? You know, like, why, why did she have to say in front of Michael, you know, that no one showed up to her little art show? Now, granted, Oscar did show up, Oscar, the accountant, he did show up with his partner um, and was he was really talking crap. Like he was talking down about, you know, Pam's work. and He didn't think Pam was 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 there was, you know, was listening. Um, so I could understand why she wouldn't acknowledge the fact that, you know, Oscar didn't show up. But still, you know, I, I think it was very self-centered of Pam to totally disregard Michael being there. I mean, 
you know, for, for my avid office listeners or watchers, rather, you know, you know, in this specific episode, Michael had a rough day, but he still made time to go and see Pam's art. So it was, it was just selfish of her to even bring that up and then not even say, you know, at least say, you know, not everyone showed up, but I really appreciate Michael showing up. You know what I mean? Just at least say that, but she didn't. So that's that. Um, now, once again, here is where things get spicy. So now <laughs> Pam, I don't, I don't know what was going on with her. She must have been feeling like she had finally found her voice or the heat from those hot coals must have ran, you know, ran through her, her brain, you know, it, it must have ran through her head. I don't know what it was, but she decided at this point to talk directly to Jim in front of everyone, especially in front of Jim's current girlfriend, Karen Filippelli, about how she should have never been with Roy and how she felt that, you know, they were, you know, there were plenty of reasons for her to call up her wedding, but she didn't care about any of those reasons until she met Jim. Okay. Now, all of this, remind, mind you, was in front of Karen. It was said in front of Karen. And boy, oh boy, <laughs> if you could have seen Karen's face, like she looked like she wanted to throw Pam right back on those hot coals. And I can't blame her. She, she was totally out of line. So, you know, granted, I know that Pam felt like she lost her best friend in the office after, you know, the incident broke out with um, Jim and Roy. Um, but the thing is, she she con- constantly fails to realize that, you know, her her failed friendship with Jim and, you know, and truly the reason why Jim was with Karen was because of her crappy, selfish decisions. You know, in, in life, you can't feel like you could have your cake and eat it whenever you want to feel like eating it. You can't do that especially when other people's emotions are involved. And it just wasn't fair for her to, to feel like she can have that, that control. You know, it was really unfair for her to think that even Jim would be willing to wait for, for Pam while she made up her mind um, as to who she wanted to, to be with and come true to her emotions. It wasn't fair to her to think that. Um, so, you know, th- this is why, you know, um, for those reasons, I feel like once again, Pam was just being extremely selfish. But anyway, there's more to this story, honey. Okay. (laughs) And I'm going to definitely cover it in my next episode. But I feel like, you know, the the Beach Games episode, you know, is not only fun to watch, but it's also a pivotal and turning point in the show. And you'll see why I feel this way in my next episode. So I hope that you guys tune in again to the next one. But okay, so before I conclude... Um, just, just a couple housekeeping things. Okay. So if you're looking for another awesome podcast and I hope you guys feel like, you know, that this podcast is enjoyable. I hope that you guys do. Um, but if you're looking for another one to listen to, I highly encourage you to tune into life with, to the life with Louie podcast on Spotify and anchor. Okay. If you're looking for that real authentic vibe, talking about everything under the sun, then you should definitely tune in. You will not be disappointed. I promise you. Okay. Now, also while you're listening to the six degrees of ebbs and the life of Louis podcast, (laughs) you can enjoy viewing the amazing and dope art from my sister's new Instagram page. Uh, it's spelled Z A H I A by design. And it's all one word. So you can just type it in, in the search bar and you can find her, her artwork. 
Now, this woman's skills on canvas are just completely unmatched. Like, um, and I'm not just saying this because she's my sister. Like, this is, she's truly amazing and has always been amazing when it comes to art. So I highly encourage you to definitely check out her work. Okay. All right, y'all. So I hopefully, hopefully the next time I speak to you guys, we'll have a new president of the United States. <laughs> I know we've, we've all kind of just been sitting on pins and needles just trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Um, but for, you know, for those of you who are like me, who are looking for, you know, some, some positive news, some refreshing, you know, um, leadership in the White House, you know, I'm, I'm vote, I voted blue. I'm, you know, my, my blood re, you know, this is bleeds blue. I'm, I'm voting, I, you know, I'm, I'm going for Biden all the way. And it, and it looks like it, it might turn around for the, for the better. So, um, I was, I was a little less optimistic earlier in the week about what the turnout would be from all this. Um, but you know, some, sometimes you gotta, you gotta take things slow for it to really, you know, pan out the way that you want it to pan out. So, I'm happy about, you know, about that. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, we'll, we'll be saying President-elect Joe Biden <laughs> the next time I speak to you guys, which is next week. But until then, I hope you guys have a wonderful, safe weekend. Enjoy. Don't, you know, don't get too tied up into all of the election talk. It'll, it'll you know, consume you. I'm, I'm sure it, it, it consumed me. And I, I haven't been following, you know, politics for a very long time. And I, I was like literally just staying up Tuesday night for, for so long, just trying to figure out what the heck is going on. And this is, this is definitely just a, an unprecedented time um, to, to be alive. And, you know, we've, we've gone through so much in 2020. So I, I really hope, I, I feel like for those of, for, for those of us who understand the, the implications behind voting for someone different, um, outside of the president, the current president that we have. I, I think you, you guys understand where I'm coming from with this. So, but all in all, don't let it consume you. Try to find some, some bright points in, in the weekend and enjoy your, your, you know, your, your time off. And hopefully I hope to, you know, get you guys back for episode seven, I believe we're on. Yeah. Episode seven. So thank you so much, you guys, for your continued support. I love you. Thank you. Have a great weekend and I'll talk to you later. Bye.